return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Uh, Now today, um, what a blessing. So we've had a lot of alumni. One of those alumni is uh, George Opokokusi, his wife Francesca. And uh, so they uh, currently are in Buffalo. George was a Ph.D. graduate here in chemistry. So, uh, uh, but we've stayed in touch a lot. George said, hey, I'm going to be back. Just came back late at the weekend here. And uh, George is such a great friend, ministered here while he was at the Tabernacle and continues to minister and we just thank God for his heart, his ministry. They're just, they've got to go back again this next week. But I thought, what a great opportunity. George, we bless you. Let's welcome George, all right, as he comes to share here. <laughs> I know Papa always uses the, the, the one that goes like this. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's good to be home. And South Dakota is home. Yes. I thank God for this precious opportunity to share the word of God with you this morning. And I want to thank my spiritual parents, Pastors Dave and Jeannie. God bless you. Let's put our hands together for them. Yeah. You're doing an amazing work, and the seeds that you have sown and the people you have raised, we've heard testimonies today about the impact of your life and your ministry. God bless you so much. I learned so many things being here. It's amazing. It's amazing. And let's put our hands together for Pastor Randon and his wife, Angeline. Great ministry. We thank God for you. We thank God for you. And all the CC members, church council, I've had the opportunity to learn. One of the beautiful things about this church is the leadership and the mentoring that you just talked about. The fact that Pastor Dave picks people, he can see potential. So he picks you up and gives you opportunities to learn and grow. And you learn to watch him. I learned to polish sharing the word of God by listening to him. And I've learned so many things about what goes into running a ministry by just watching and listening. And so I encourage every young person here, every young person here, plug in. A hundred percent. Amen. Plug in because you will be blessed. You have come here to be in school, but there is also the school of the spirit. Which is live at Holy Life Tabernacle. Amen. Plug in and God will take you places. So as part of my message today, I want to talk to you about visions and dreaming big. Amen. 
visions and dreaming big. It's good to dream big. Amen? It's good to dream big. And the beautiful thing about life and the way God made us is we have the ability to see what we don't see. Am I making sense to you? We, we have the ability to see what we don't see. God gave mankind the ability to think, the ability to imagine, the ability to create. And of all the things that God made on earth, man was the only one he gave that power to. The power to imagine, the power to envision. Because that is one of the things that makes God who he is. The fact that he has the power to create by seeing and talking. So today I want to encourage you that remember your vision. And if you don't have a vision, by the time you leave here, God will inspire you with an idea. And I'm believing God that this message will bless you so much that you receive the power, the motivation, and the discipline to pursue the vision God gives you. Amen. Amen. So what is vision? What exactly is it? What is a vision and what is a dream? The two of them are related. Oftentimes we use them interchangeably, right? So I'll try to give you like the common definitions that I've seen. Number one, vision is the faculty or state of being able to see. So you are using your eyes to visualize something. The second definition of vision is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination and wisdom. So pay attention to those two words, imagination and wisdom. The future. So, dream is a series of thoughts, images, and sensations. So, words create images. So, I can describe the SDSU Student Center to you. Even if you've never been there, you can walk from here. And when you walk to campus, you can see the vision. I didn't show you a picture, but I used the words to paint a picture, right? So, when the word of God comes to you, it brings a picture to your mind. It brings a vision to your mind. There is something you're supposed to do with the word. Hallelujah. A dream is also a cherished aspiration, ambition, or an ideal. What's your ideal? What's your aspiration? And sometimes, you know, when we, when we go through life, we face challenges that challenge the things that we aspire to achieve. And so sometimes we, we give it up. But I came to tell you today that God cares about your dream. God cares about your vision. And he cares what you think because he gave you the ability to desire and dream. And whatever the dream is, it's not too late. I came to tell you, it's not too late. So, I want to move quickly into this idea because I want to discuss a few things with you. Why you must dream and have a vision. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. Because this is important. The Bible says in Hebrews 11:1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
and the evidence of things not seen. Notice that the writer of Hebrews uses things twice. So, faith does not exist in a vacuum. Faith is based on things. Now, he says your faith is the substance of things or the evidence of things. So, when you dream, when you have a dream, when you have a goal, when God gives you something to think about, something to envision, something to aspire to. Many of you here may be students. Maybe you came to school with a dream. There is a career aspiration that you have. If you are married, you have a dream about your family. Or you're planning to get married, you have a dream about your family. Or if you're a grandparent, you have a dream about what you thought your family should look like. God's impact, God's role in your family. You have a dream, you have an aspiration. He says your faith is the substance of the things you hope for. So your faith works on your dreams to bring them into manifestation or existence. So when you have an idea, when you have a picture in your mind, when you have something, then faith brings substance to the things. Do you see what I'm telling you? So, so let me read the way I try to put it is this. Faith is the force that brings your dream into existence. If you don't envision and dream, your faith has nothing to manifest. Do you see that? So you have to have something to dream about. Because faith is also the substance of the things you dream for and the evidence of your vision. So, so having vision compels you to live a certain way. You, you don't even need to, you know, they say Tom Brady, for example, doesn't eat sugar or something in his diet. And he has done that for years. Now, I'm not a footballer, so I love my sugar sometimes. <laughs> you see. But Tom understood that in order for him to have the highest performance, there is a discipline that he has to go through. There is a way he has to eat. There is a way he has to work out. He understood that he has a dream. And that dream compels him to act a certain way. Work out a certain way. Eat certain foods. He has his routines. So you see, your dream helps you define the path that you should walk. The kind of discipline that you should go through. So the dream itself is very important. That's why the Bible says without dream, the people cast off restraint. Without a vision, they cast off restraint. In other words, they live anyhow. You see, so when you have a dream, when you see the picture of what Christ has called you to be, it compels you to live a certain way. When you have a a vision of what your family is supposed to look like, it compels you. It changes your prayer life. It changes the things you are supposed to do. Hallelujah. Dream big. (laughs) Dream big. And the reason why you have to dream big is because, and I told you about the imagination. God allows you to use your imagination so that you can separate yourself from your circumstances. Am I making sense to you? When the word of God comes to you, you have to see the word so that you can separate yourself from the circumstances. Why? Because oftentimes the circumstances may not always be favorable. But when you lean on the word of God, 
you are able to hold on to something that you don't see. But faith gives it substance. Praise God. So how do you achieve your dreams? I want to share a few ideas with you about what to do. Some of the things I learned from Pastor Dave. (laughs) I may be repeating some of his sermons, but this is very important. The first thing is you must learn to see with your mind and your heart the vision and the promise of God. Learn to see. Seeing is very important. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He says, behold, in other words, see. And he says, all things are of God. So, if, if you are in Christ, there are promises that God has for you. There are blessings that God has for you. And he says, you are a new creation, but you must see it. He says, see, all things have become new. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 3. The scripture in Ephesians 3.20. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works in us. He says that this scripture shows us that there is a connection between your thinking, your words, and the power of God. For the accomplishment of your vision. He says, God's power is able to exceed abundantly above all that you ask or think. So, you must learn to see. You have to see it. Now, there is an interesting issue that happened in the book of Genesis. Let's, Let's look at Genesis 11. I'll give you the scripture reference so that... You can, you can study it in de- into detail when you have a time. In Genesis 11, from verse 1 through 9, it's about the Tower of Babel. And the Bible says that the whole earth was one, and everybody was of one language. So, as they journeyed and they got to Shinar, they began to have this discussion about what they wanted to do. And so, they started talking to each other. They said, come let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had bricks for stone and they had asphalt for mortar. Let's, let's look at, um, let's go to the next verse. Verse 6. And they said, come let build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city. And the tower which the sons of men had built. Look at the language. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. Now watch the next verse. He says, and the Lord said, indeed, the people are one. And they, are, they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. I thought you said they already did it. It says, this is what they begin to do. And now, nothing nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Other version says, nothing will be impossible unto them which they have imagined to do. In other words, they never actually built the tower. 
They never built it. They started talking about it. They started imagining it. They started discussing what they were going to do. And the Bible says God came down to see the thing they had built. So as far as God was concerned, once they imagined and had plans, it was finished. It was done deal. So he had to intervene immediately because he created man. And he knows what he put in man. And he knows that once man envisions something and makes a plan, nothing will stop him. It looks like a negative story, but it shows us a principle. Do you see that? Look at, look at the verse again. He, let's go back to the previous verse, verse 6. Verse 5, actually. He says, the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. So as far as God is concerned, they built it. Because they imagined it. And not only did they imagine it, they made a plan. So, Pastor Dave talks about planning your life. Planning. So, that leads me to the next step. After seeing God's vision. Write down your vision. Write it down. Make it clear. Because writing brings clarity. Do you understand? I told you that faith is the substance of things hoped for. So it is something. What is that thing that you are believing God for? Look at the scriptures. Anytime, anytime Jesus wanted to do something for someone, he didn't like vagueness. Anytime there was vagueness, he would ask, what can I do for you? Think about this. He he went to he went to the man by the the pool and he knows the guy is crippled. And he asked him, Do you want to be well? So you can't see that the guy needs help? <laughs> you know, some somebody will say, you know, that's that's a stupid question. It's not a stupid question. He was doing something there to the man. Because the man had been in that place for so long, he had forgotten his dream. He had forgotten his vision. So Jesus wanted to remind him, do you want this dream? Do you want this vision? Dream about something. Have a dream. And God's power will work on your behalf. The blind man, the blind man, He cried out to Jesus. Jesus, son of David, help me. Jesus, son of David, help me. Okay. They asked him to shut up. He was very, very consistent and very resilient. So Jesus heard him and said, bring him to me. Now, they bring a blind... In fact, Jesus himself said, bring the man to me. So he knew the man was blind. Couldn't find his way to him. They brought him and he said, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Jesus is asking you today, what can I do for you? What is your plan? What is your dream? What is your idea? And your dream must be big enough that it will take the power of God to make it possible. Dream big. Because once you dream big, God is engaged. God is involved. He saw the guy was blind and yet he asked him, what do you want? Because you become specific. Provide clarity for your dream. Break down your dream into milestones. 
break down your dream into milestones. This is why sometimes we get discouraged because the thing looks big and you're like, when is this going to happen? If Papa Dave and Mama Ginny had sat in their room and thought, yeah, God has given us a word that the nations will come to us, so when is this going to happen? Nothing would have happened. He's talked about how he took steps of faith. Starting the ministry in a hotel somewhere, and then when they bought this church, how they even planned this church, and believing that God will provide the finances, and step of faith. One step at a time. One step at a time. Today, the nations are coming here. It began with steps of faith. Achievable steps. If you have something that, even if it's an area of health, if it's finance, whatever it is, it's family, it's an academic aspiration, it's a career aspiration, whatever it is, If you learn to break it down, the Holy Spirit can help you do that. He will tell you what step to take next. He will tell you what to do. And when he tells you things, learn to write them. I've had experiences where sometimes, you know, I I thought God was talking to me about something. And this is interesting that oftentimes I hear the Holy Spirit a lot more in the night between... 2 a.m. and 5 a.m., right about that time. I don't know about you, but most of the time, I hear him a lot around that time, okay? But that's the time I love to sleep, too. (laughs) And I don't know whether it's intentional, but he tells you something, you're thinking, oh, God, this is so wonderful. And if you don't write it, by the time you wake up at 6 in the morning, it's gone. But I've noticed that The times when I woke up to write, sometimes it was just one word or one sentence. It was like he just started saying more and more and more. Because God knows when you are writing. He knows you are committed. He knows you are paying attention. In the book of Revelations, it's interesting. More than I've seen in any other prophetic book, God tells John, write. Say this to this church, write it. I am faithful and true. Write it. Because he wants to make sure the vision is clear. Praise God. When you have written your vision, stay focused. Stay focused on your vision. Focus is very important. There are other things that you can, you know, learn to focus on the promises of God. Learn to focus on the dream that God has given you. Stay focused. Stay on task. It requires focus. In Philippians chapter 3, let's look at Philippians 3 from verse 12. Paul said, not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I I may lay hold of that For which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Paul says, Jesus took hold of me for a reason. He had a vision for my life. And I'm pressing that I may achieve that for which he called me. He says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. 
and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, when you read the Bible, you see certain interesting things. You know how sometimes when you read the scriptures, some things are in italics. The italics means that the interpreters added it in there to help you understand the context of the scripture. All right? When you read the Bible, the word translated, I do, is really in italics. It means it was not in the original manuscript. But they added it in to help us understand what Paul was saying. Okay? So, I'm going to show you something. Paul is saying, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. So, Paul is saying, I stay focused. I dream forward. I have not apprehended everything God has called me to achieve yet. But the one thing I have apprehended, one thing I have understood, one thing I have mastered, is forgetting those things which are behind. And reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Praise the Lord. Dream forward. Dream forward. Sometimes when you have a dream, you get all kinds of thoughts. Do you think this will work? (laughs) Do you think God can ever use you? Do you think God can bless you this much? Do you think God can do this with that ministry and that? Do you think God can lift your children to this level? Hey, dream forward. Forget what is behind. Let the past be in the past. Sometimes our, our challenges and our failures and the difficulties we, we face in life trouble us so much that we allow that to impact our dreams. We allow that to impact our vision. Paul is saying, I have mastered the ability to let things go. Let it go. And dream again. He said, but I prayed about it last year. It didn't happen. Dream again. Amen. And pray again. Amen. Stay focused. Hallelujah. One of the things I want to share with you, the next thing about learning to to achieve your dreams and the visions that God gives you is learn to stand in faith. Because sometimes you've done everything you know. You've done everything right. And it's like, it's not happening yet. The Bible talks about patience. Oh, let's look at, let's look at um, two things. In Exodus chapter 14, from verse 12, let's see what Moses tells, what Moses tells the children of Israel. Because they had followed everything Moses did, and everything that God said they were supposed to do. Now, they are crossing the Red Sea, the Egyptians are coming. And they tell Moses, didn't we tell you? Let us alone. Let's serve as slaves in Egypt. We told you not to bring us this far. You know, some people say, "Uh, please don't let my hopes hopes rise. I, I don't want you to elevate my hopes. I'm comfortable being disappointed. I'm comfortable being in this situation. That's what these guys were telling Moses. Didn't we tell you it is better for us to serve the Egyptians? It is better for us than to die in the wilderness. 
Then Moses said, do not be afraid. Stand still. Tell somebody, stand still. Because sometimes when you've done everything right, the Bible says you must stand still. After you've put on the armor of God, you must learn to stand on the word. Learn to stand still. Learn to stand in faith. Learn to continue to believe. Habakkuk chapter 2. Let's look at Habakkuk. I love the scripture in Habakkuk because it's amazing. Look at what Habakkuk says. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me. Watch. He says, I want to see what he says. In other words, I don't want to just hear it. I want to see what he says. So when God speaks, you have to see his word. You have to see the possibility. You have to see the, plum, the promise. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain. That's what I was telling you. Yeah. That he may run that reads it. Run in the direction of the dream. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. I came to tell you, your blessing is for an appointed time. Your healing is for an appointed time. Your miracle is for an appointed time. There is an appointed time. Hallelujah. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. And it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Wait patiently. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Because the word of God is true. Wait patiently. God says at the end it will speak. It may not speak in the beginning. But at the end it will speak. When God gives you a dream, you may not see everything. But if you believe him, at the end, the vision will speak. When God has made you a promise, and you are believing, and believing, it's like nothing is happening. He says, at the end, it will speak. Wait. And waiting doesn't mean you, you just, you know, it's like you, you neglect it. No, that's not what God is talking about. Waiting there means you're waiting in anticipation. You're waiting in faith. You're waiting in hope. It's an active word. It's an active word. It doesn't mean you leave the vision and go. No, you you stand your post. Praise God. What idea has God given you? What is the promise that God has given you? What promise are you waiting for? God says to tell you today, if you can see it, you can have it. If you can see it. You see, God was talking to Abraham about becoming the father of many nations. He didn't really get the point. I mean, he he heard what God said, but he had not seen what God said. Am I making sense to you? So one time, the guy was in his tent, having a hard time with himself, thinking, well... I have all this money and Eliezer is going to inherit them. (laughs) But what God has said to me hasn't happened yet. So God told Abram, come out. I want to show you something. So he comes out of his tent and he says, look in the sky. Count the stars. Tell me how many stars there are. So Abram is counting. And he's counting. And he's counting. And they say that if you count carefully, you can count about 10,000 or something, number of stars like that. 
So Abraham is counting and God is watching. God is just watching him. He knows he can't count. But that's not the point. He wants the guy to learn a lesson. So he's teaching him a principle of faith. So Abraham is counting and he goes, this is too much. God says, so shall your descendants be. And the Bible says, at that moment, Abraham caught the picture. So the Bible specifically says, and Abraham believed God. Because his faith shifted into action at that point. I came to tell you today, the promise of God shall be so. The deliverance that God has set for you shall be so. The healing shall be so. The provision shall be so. The dream will come to pass. I want you to be on your feet for us to pray a little bit. I've got like five minutes. I I want you to to give God praise. Give him praise. Say thank you for your word God. Thank you for your promises. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Give him glory. Give him praise. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. He He that has promised is faithful. And he he is also able to perform. Able to perform. Able to perform. Libra da haskata. Shande brahadila haskita. Limandoske bradila haska. Lift up your voice and speak in the language of the spirit. Speak in the language of the spirit. I believe that God is going to drop something in your spirit today. Your vision is coming alive. Your dream is coming alive. Your vision is coming alive. Your dream is coming alive. And God is giving you the power. God is giving you the motivation. God is giving you the provision. God is giving you the supply. God is opening the windows of heaven to make it possible. To make it possible. All things are possible to them that believe. To them that can see. To them that can aspire. In the name of Jesus, give him praise. 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 In the name of Jesus, I want you to tell him today. Tell him, God, I believe you in the face of adversity. I believe you. In the face of negative doctor's report, I believe you. In the face of an empty bank account, I believe you. In the face of all odds, I believe your promises. I believe your word. What vision has God given you today? What is the dream that God gave you? You may be thinking you are too old. No, it's not too late. It's not too late with God. I want you to make this prayer with me. Close your eyes. Say, Lord, I believe your word. I believe your promises. I believe that you are true. And I believe that you are faithful. All your promises are yea and amen. All your promises. Ajay and Amen. 
I believe your word. In Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to. There is something the Lord is saying to me in my spirit. I don't know how many farmers are here, but there is a there is an issue with the farm. I don't know whether it's a crop, whether it's crops or is livestock. But God is asking me to tell you that if you have believed Him, He will not disappoint you. The promises of God. Aye and amen. Aye and amen. The provision will be delivered. The provision will be delivered. The provision will be delivered. And I'm hearing something about a student, and you are thinking, you are thinking you are done. After this semester, you're done. You're just throwing in a towel. You are not even sure how you are going to finish the semester. But the Lord says to tell you, He gives strength to the weak. He increases the strength of them who have not. You will make it. You will make it. And Papa, I don't know, but... Wow, this is is coming to me. The God you have believed... For this many years. Will show himself faithful. All the dreams. And aspirations. That you have. He says he is faithful. I have seen them. And I am working with you. To bring them to pass. In ways that no man can take the glory. But everyone can see this is the doing of the Lord. And it is marvelous in our eyes. So Father, we thank you for your word today. We give you praise for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.